Gaiden, it's your local uh, tiny trash can renew. <laughs> That's not the direction that I thought this would be going, but sure. I mean, but look, look at what we're talking about today. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's true. It's true. Uh, I am soup. I am uh, sick once again, as is the tradition around this season. <laughs> were you were you sick of this time last year as well? I don't remember. No, I wasn't sick this time last year. I uh, well, I actually might have been. I don't remember which episode, but I was definitely sick for one of them. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> the first episode of the podcast, but it was, I think, maybe three or four. So mm. it's possible. Uh, well, way to go for consistency. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I do it for the podcast, obviously. <laughs> for our viewers. <laughs> Well, this week stands for anime trash again because we're going to wrap up this year's uh, 2018 anime seasons, um, and uh, we're doing a slightly different format this year uh, since we have a bunch of stuff to cover. We'll be choosing our top three anime from this past year and uh, two honorable mentions, and um, giving a bit of our our reasoning as to why we like them so much. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, to be fair, I I'm not going to like tread over old ground again. We we put the work in earlier in the year so that we wouldn't have to talk for two and a half hours this year at the end of the year. So yeah. That would know, be we're, weird. We're, yeah, so we're going to tell you which season they come from and I'm sure you can track down that episode on your own. You're all capable people. I believe in you. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, to keep this episode as short and sweet as possible, let's get right into it. Renu, what did you what did you pick as your first anime of the year? Ooh, my first one is Yuru Kampu from Winter 2018. Uh well, Winter 2018 overall was like a really good season for Yeah, it's I true. Guess, it's like true. me personally, but like also just like with all all there's so many anime that I really liked from that season. Um and yeah, I really loved Yuru Kampu. It's <laughs> uh it's it's slice of life which isn't usually my go-to, but when I have when there's a good slice of life anime, it's it basically ranks up there as like one of my top faves usually. Mm-hmm. And so this one I really connected with. I loved the story, I loved the pacing. It was like it was like steady and and kind of slow, but like also like not that kind of like boring slow, you know. Yeah. And yeah. the way that they told the the story and the, and characterized all the all the girls and everything, they were it was very entertaining, you know, despite being uh, like a very chill slice of life. And you got yeah. to learn about camping, which I have never camped before. So that's a thing that I can live vicariously through. That's that's true. I learned a lot about camping. <laughs> yeah. And. I had every desire I have ever had to go camping fulfilled because I know that it will be infinitely worse than just yes. watching it happen in your camp. 
Same though. And uh, yeah, everything about the anime I loved. I loved the animation. I loved the music. All of it was was so good. And I would definitely just watch it again and um, and then and and enjoy camping mm-hmm. from my laptop. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's also super cute. Like there was so cute. It was. A show that I was I was also kind of surprised at how cute it managed to be because mm-hmm. I think it's easy for slice of life anime to get kind of boring and generic if it tries to go that way, but it just was so charming from start yes. to finish. Yes. hundred percent yes. And yeah. um yeah, if you're looking for like a very chill watch, um something to relax you, but also give you a few laughs. Uh, then this is the the thing for you. Like yeah. I like I said, I don't enjoy most slice of life anime. So, but this one grabbed me. So if if that's how you are too, then <laughs> then I think you might like this one as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, then uh, the next one uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I've chose Hisane to Masatan from spring of 2018. So this is drag uh, dragon pilot uh, or the dragon vor pilot playing anime and i'm i'm not gonna lie it i am surprised at myself for even putting it on this list because if anything it might be an honorable mention but i think it's just something about it was so charming to me and it captured no i don't think it was that (laughs) but it did capture my heart and i was i was blown away at how much i liked it it's so weird and unique and I love the the strange, like almost old school looking animation. Like the yeah. art style is very weird and like so awesome. The strange French ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I was. I would I was, watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is I would totally watch it again and I would super super recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. And it it has a a great deal of heart to it, and that's going to be a common theme for the things that I chose. Um, but. I guess I guess to to talk about it further, uh, the general criteria I'm using to pick what anime I, I picked for this year is you know something that will will stick with me, right? Something that I will remember and will likely recommend to people. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Hisoneda Masatan is is definitely that, even though. I just despised the premise and it's a little bit it's a little bit slow to get into and I don't I don't know. I think that the amount of of investment that I I put into it really paid dividends when mm-hmm. the the final kind of couple episodes uh, came out. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to feel as many emotions as I did and yeah. I mean I did. And so that's that's why it's on my list because I it's out of 2018, it's the, it's one of the ones I'm gonna remember. And also speaking of this year has been so long, I I had to think. I was like a place further than the universe. Did that come out last year? No, <laughs> Devilman no. Crybaby. Did that come out last year? No, that came out in 2018. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it. It has been a very long year, and the next one that we're going to talk about is a place further than the universe because it's on both of our lists, and that yes. is that is also from the winter 2018 season, which I agree was actually really chock full of like great stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but this yeah. I think stands out as the best thing. Yeah, and it was definitely like where all of your emotional investment just pays off in the end, like in, in a huge, huge way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're an episode or two off of the end of the fall 2018 season, so that's like at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And it still stands, I think, as one of, as as maybe my favorite anime that I watched this year. Me too, yep. Yeah, like there's, there. I can't reconcile the fact that it's it's just it's it really is just that good like it's so it's so heartfelt like it's as as a coming of age story and a lot of anime are coming of age stories they just don't know it and yeah. a place where the universe knows it so well that yeah. it's able to really run with its themes like it feels a lot more like a a really well-paced novel than it does something that that I think is is an original anime like I'm pretty sure it's original yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. I will remember that story uh, for a very, very long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that last scene that I, obviously I talked about in, in the wrap-up, where yeah. I, I really, like, legit almost started crying. I cried. <laughs> I straight up cried. Yeah, like, I, I don't remember if I cried or if I just got, like, really misty-eyed or if there were tears <laughs> welling in my eyes or whatever, or whatever counts as crying, really. I guess. But, you know, that scene is is something that I remember even 12 months later. Right. I, yes. It, it stuck with me and it's it struck a chord with my heart and it really yeah. I mean, it really just did everything that it set out to do with just like such a nice like bang. Right. Yeah, it's 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 quite a feat when a story just from thinking about it it still grabs your heart, right? It's it's one thing if it's like something that's so tragic or sad like that uh it makes you go like, "Oh, man, that sucks." But this kind of story was just like it it captivates you just from you thinking about it. <laughs> At least for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a total adventure and you know, to that point, it's not like it's super tragic. But when it is sad, you feel sad. Yes. It, 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 like the thing about it is it really, really lands its emotional beats in mm-hmm. probably the most satisfying way that I've, I've felt in a long time. You're right. It's not a, a tragic uh, piece. It's not a tragedy, but there are tragic elements to it. But, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, at its core, it's so heartfelt and it really makes you believe that you you can reach the end of the universe right it's it's mm-hmm. a place further than the universe itself right it's 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 one of those stories where you you watch it and you experience it and you know you feel like you can do anything yeah it makes such an unbelievable premise of these four teenage high school girls going to antarctica like feel real like you could you yeah in the beginning you're like this is not gonna happen this is so anime and then as it slowly comes together and as you see them on their adventure you're like wow i yeah this could happen though like i could imagine you know uh kids at this age 
being able to go on some kind of wild adventure like this or even like adults you know a group of crazy right. adults or whatever you know just yeah, and i mean yeah. the adults the adults <laughs> do right that they're an yeah. integral part of of this mission yeah so yeah it's the thing about a fl- uh, the thing about a place further than the universe is that it's like it it turns the the kind of mundane uh dreams that we have into something so extraordinary and so worth reaching for and so mm-hmm. worth like putting your neck on the line for right so yeah i mean it it is maybe one of the most heartfelt anime to come out in years it's mm-hmm. it has a real voice to it and it's i mean it gives me hope right it's it's like it it is more than anything else it is an anime that gives me hope i don't know for what but it does <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about your last? Uh, your last top three. Yeah, my last top three anime. Y'all should see this coming, but it's Hatera Kusaibo. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Which is yeah, it's of course right. It because it's an anime that I never in my wildest dreams would have seen coming. An, an anime that just so perfectly exemplifies everything that I love in my life or that things that I'm passionate about in my life, right? Career-wise mm-hmm. and also hobby-wise, right? I love anime. I love watching anime. I love drawing anime. But as my career, I love, you know, drawing medical things and educating people about medical stuff. And so to have all of that wrapped up in a really good, like, well-produced anime makes me feel so good inside. This is me, the anime. <laughs> <laughs> so for personal reasons but also for reasons that this anime is actually just like a good watch right it's it's uh it has a bit of education and it has a bit of fun and it mixes the two really well so that's why i will oh well i have recommended Hatoyakusaibo to basically everyone i know so and i will probably continue to do so <laughs> very very nice yeah i mean i'm sure that everybody in, in your circle of friends is also kind of into that yeah yeah, if you want, if you want to hear us talk more about that, summer twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's from summer twenty eighteen. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Yes. Um. So uh, I it is okay. I will say we are not quite at the end of the fall season, so this maybe is coming a little prematurely. But for many similar reasons to the other two that I chose, uh, my last top three pick of the year is Zombieland Saga. Yeah. So, Zombieland Saga is a fall 2018 anime. It's coming at the very end of the year, and we're one episode out from the end of it. And I I have to say, I really wasn't expecting anything when I when I came <laughs> into this. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I saw the the poster for this, like the the uh-huh. promotional art, and I was like, well. That might be like okay, but really it's probably like generic, and we're gonna drop it a couple episodes in because, right? I mean, it it, it looks like that, right? It, right? it looks like that, and the the premise of it, I actually didn't know the premise of it, but it was bizarre, and it kind of felt mm-hmm. like it was just gonna be like really edgy and bad, but then it wasn't even yeah. a little bit. So yeah. I've yeah. I've heard so many people just write off this anime 
based on you know looking at the art or reading like the premise and they're like eh whatever it's probably generic trash and for sure i would have been the same way if if we hadn't dived into dove into it and so uh, i i understand where they're coming from but also now i really really want them to watch it knowing how good this anime really is (laughs) yeah yeah like so this is okay. This is interesting because um, Zombieland Saga is produced by Psy Games, which you, if you listen to the podcast for any amount of time, you'll know that I love Psy Games because they made Grand Blue <laughs> Fantasy, which is really at this point what I've sold my soul to. And <laughs> it is animated by Studio Mappa, and yes. Mappa, I think you will know from. I th- I'm pretty sure they did Yuri on Ice. Among other things, like they're a really uh, well-known studio at this point, even though they're actually fairly new. I didn't realize this, but actually the first series that MAPPA did was in 2012, which is relatively new for an anime studio. And it was uh, a Kids on the Slope, Sakamichi no Apodon. Yes, I so, love that series. <laughs> yeah, and, and kind of like looking at their... Um, looking at their... Uh, their animation history of what they've done because they're also doing banana fish right <laughs> so you banana got, fish looks really good too and so you, it is a good anime <laughs> right and um, i think some some parts of uh, of mappa have been a little bit shaky but on on average like their quality of work is so intensely high they did uh rage of bahamut and rage of, uh, the sequel to rage of bahamut the anime which is I, th- I feel like I talked about it last year, but it was or at some point, but it's like surprisingly well produced for what it what it is. Like it's a it's a mm-hmm. mobile game a- anime, but mm-hmm. it looks like a movie. Right. Yeah. And even though it's like a 12 and 24 episode show, respectively, it looks consistently like movie quality animation. And you see this in Banana Fish, too, right, right where it's like really good. And yeah. Zombieland Saga as well. I think Yuran Ice is the only one that really suffered a little bit during uh, production. There were a couple of, of ice skating scenes that weren't quite up to snuff during the uh, original airing. But yeah, Zombieland Saga is actually... I'm, I'm surprised because it's consistently quite good in, in its animation quality. Like it's very, very like vibrant and uh dynamic and it's just fun to watch mm-hmm. like it's it, it is it is kind of moe blob but like it's like slightly adjacent to it in a way where it's like more fluid it feels it feels like if if studio trigger did a moe blob like if it, it it reads a lot like mm-hmm. little witch academia mm-hmm. actually but yeah, yeah, they put a lot of work into the little animations, which you'll notice. Um, yeah, yeah. Watching this anime, also, and that's what makes it more special. Mm-hmm. Also, like, uh, the thing about Psy Games is apparently Psy Games is actually a pretty great place to work in Japan because they don't have. <laughs> okay, hear me out. They don't have like they have strict work hours. Like you're not allowed to work overtime. Like they don't have overtime, mm-hmm. and they don't do crunch in Japan. And they want to standardize this throughout the industry, which is wild. That's extremely wild. But also I have to wonder, like, what is the day-to-day there like, though, while you're there kind of thing? Like, is it, like, super intense? And then if if you don't 
get your work done in, in the amount of hours that they have for you. They cut you, something like that. But like, I, I kind of the, doubt it. Uh, and the reason I doubt it is because I know that they've come out and said uh, about like about some of the development stuff. Because uh, uh-huh. recently they had Grand Blue Fest, which is their like Psy Games thing, where they talk about Psy Games properties, like Zombieland sure. Saga, actually, because they own that. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, they, I know that they came out and they said like we wanted to make this character, but we just like didn't have development time, so we we didn't put her in. And uh, she might come in the future. Like, we've not precluded that possibility by making her a summon instead of a character. So, okay. I, I okay, think that's that, good, yeah, I, I also think they apparently give, like, I hear, and this is like secondhand information from people, from like translations, I assume, of people who have worked there. But right. it seems like they are pretty willing to accommodate artists and willing to give them free reign over what to do. I mean, mm. just look at Rage of Bahamut cards. Those art styles are all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, back to Zombieland Saga, it, it is a show that has, ironically, it has a heart to it, even though everything mm-hmm. about it says, like, it shouldn't, and also it's about zombies. But, yeah. like, the it's, it's wildly fun to watch. It's super yeah. wacky because... It has, you know, zombies and you can do a lot of gags with zombies, like make them get hit by cars over and over again. Yeah. And uh, but that's also balanced by the fact that it's it's serious a lot of the time. It's actually quite serious about a lot of topics and it it feels like a a very honest approach to both the the pitfalls and the. Uh, the benefits of of the idol industry, right? Like you know, the real the real idol industry is like a brutal, scary place. But you know, the show never stops reminding us that there's a reason that people do this. Uh, just aside from you know monetary of like gain, right? right. Aside from financial uh, stability, it's like these people who become idols do it for a reason, and it never lets you forget that at its core right it's about people and what's interesting is and obviously like this is not the fall 2018 wrap-up so i'm not going to talk about zombieland saga for six years as i've already done but (laughs) uh, you know it's it's it has idols quote-unquote from different generations like yeah there's a generational difference between two of the idols and I think it's really interesting how that's approached, where it's like, yeah, this is what the idol industry used to be like, and this is what it is now. And yeah, it doesn't tell you that one is one or the other is wrong. It accommodates both of them. It says, like, these are both valid ways to look at this industry, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, one of the idols is from, like, the 80s, where, like, an idol is supposed to be, like, this perfect, untouchable uh, person. And nowadays, idols are, are supposed to be personable. They're supposed to be within reach, Right. And plus, like, God God bless, like, spoilers for Zombieland Saga, mind you. Spoilers. But Zombieland Saga has, like, the most accurate, I'm going to say accurate probably, or at the very least, most sensitive portrayal of a trans character in, in a genre anime that I've ever seen. <laughs> like... Uh, Japan has a bad track record with mm-hmm. with uh, transness yeah. and 
those types of characters. They're usually yeah. like gaga characters. But, you know, this is that one of the characters turns out to be trans. You know, it, it turns out that, you know, um, She's treated sensitively, just like another idol, just like one of the, like one of the girls, right? It's not like, oh, you're a boy now, right? It's just like, like who cares, right? Like that's you're still an yeah. idol. So they, uh, one of the girls, like rips into her for a bit, but then that same girl is the one who is the first to jump to her defense. <laughs> yeah, she's like, who cares what she got between her legs? She's an idol. Yeah, it's whatever. Like at first, she's like, ha ha your boy name is stupid and then and then later on she's just like who cares we're I mean, all idols <laughs> right but she makes fun of she makes fun of her name because it's it just sounds it just sounds very manly right? yeah <laughs> and and her dad also just looks like that and has another dad, really manly though. name yeah so yeah it's it's honestly yeah. i was surprised at, yeah. at the way it was going because it, it completely subverted my expectations again i was like oh this is where we're gonna set uh we're, this is where we're gonna get into serious like uh like backstory drama and yeah it does but not in the way i expected at all and mm-hmm. it it does so in a way that is legitimately enjoyable and satisfying to watch like it it feels mm-hmm. like a like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I was I was honestly surprised at how emotional I was feeling watching Zombieland Saga, and yeah. I I thought I would hate this because I don't like idol anime, and I I mean I, I, like I tried watching a little bit of Uma Musume, and that was mm. a time, <laughs> but this really stands out as as something that is an idol anime for people who might not necessarily like idol anime. Exactly. It feels, yes. If it's like so it's just so fun to watch. You're just gonna get like lost in the antics and you're gonna fall in love with the characters and they're all yeah. so charming and well written and unique and Yeah, I the Zombieland saga, it's just it is so wild. Like there's no other word for me to use here. It just feels like I've I'm being taken for a ride and I'm just I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, it has in common with uh, what I think a lot of our picks are from this year is that it both exemplifies its genre, but also kind of transcends it in a way, right? Where people who are normally turned off by a certain genre are going to find these kinds of anime uh, potentially enjoyable because we very clearly have our own tastes, right? But if we enjoy something that's out of our normal spiel, like, you know, our normal genres, then it's got to be good. (laughs) Right. It's got to be something at least unique and makes an impression on us. Yeah, I I, I mean, I I agree. It's we're, we're kind of like wrapping back around to the idea that sincerity and emotional vulnerability is like cool again, which is nice because (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of done with the last 20 years of. Uh, everything must be terrible and sarcastic and you're not allowed to enjoy things i yeah yeah like the th- uh, everything that i picked for my top three of of this year have been anime that have a lot of heartfelt sincerity to them like Zombieland saga clearly has a lot of love for the idol genre and that's part of why it works it's because it says mm-hmm. you know it acknowledges it's self-aware it acknowledges like the there are some problems with this and there are some things that we have to talk about but 
at the end of the day, like we're here because we like it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Tune in, tune in to my fall 2018 uh, wrap up episode, which will come out. I swear to God, at some point, I promise. To, yeah, and uh, Soup will spend an hour talking about Zombieland Saga. <laughs> yeah, I'll spend an hour talking about everything that I love about Zombieland Saga. <laughs> Just hear my full thoughts there. All right, Renu, what what were your honorable mentions? Uh, so one of my honorable mentions was Hakumeto Mikochi, again, from Winter 2018, because I love that nice. season, apparently. <laughs> and um, it's also another kind of slice of life-y type of... Uh, anime that really really won me over uh it's very atmospheric very very pretty like oh, the man. watercolor style in that anime oh the, my goodness the like <laughs> the cool weird fantasy world that occurs in mm-hmm. hakumei mikochi is so mm-hmm. good it's so well thought out mm-hmm. too it's it's very very good world building if you want to immerse yourself in just this nice you know environment made of like these tiny forest people interacting with forest creatures and then they live out like a little society and they have food and then they build things and it's yeah, just it's, i don't know there's just <laughs> there's just things that happen there and you're yeah. like cool yeah right? it is yeah i, I maintain that hakuwe namikochi is is basically exactly representative of the kind of uh pastoral fantasy that uh also makes isekai so popular yeah, it's genuinely enjoyable to just take a look around their world, right? And just be immersed for a while. Like, have this little window, this little sneak peek into what it is like to to follow these people around in their daily lives. And it's a lot of fun. It's 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 mm-hmm. great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say Hakumei Mikochi is one of my favorite manga. And it didn't quite make my, my list of anything just because there was so much else that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just like mm-hmm. watching them make food and eating. It's good. Those Me little, too. Little, I like watching chills. them make things. <laughs> Listen, if you like the uh, Arietti movie, that Ghibli movie, and you wanted to live in that world of tiny people, here's your anime. <laughs> See, that's it, man. That's the thing. I didn't like that movie, but I, I also love did not like anime. that movie. <laughs> But I like so this rather, a lot better. Yeah, if you if even if you didn't like Arietti like me, <laughs> you'll you probably will still enjoy this anime because I you did. Were, if you were disappointed <laughs> by the secret world of Arietti, this is the anime yes, for you. Exactly, exactly. I was disappointed, but I liked <laughs> you know I love the whole concept of the borrowers and all that. But I didn't yeah. like that movie at all. I think but it's, I it's because anime. it's because it has to stick to a plot. Yeah, whereas Hakuin and Mikuchi doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, tell me about your next one. The next one is Hina Masuri from Spring 2018. And I this is probably one of my favorite comedy anime from this year. Oh yeah, it's so good. Uh it's a standout because usually with comedy anime, uh it's it's hard, right? It's it's hard for uh, for them to like really really stand out because it's just goofs you know and and you try and tie it all together with some kind of theme but this one really really sticks out in my mind so well and so many of the gags landed with me and i love the way that the anime looks and i love all of the characters and <laughs> i really hope that they make another season but if not then i'll just go rewatch this one <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And nice, nice. that's that's all my picks. All right. My first honorable mention is Winter 2018's Devilman Crybaby. Debuterman! Debuterman! So I picked Devilman for my honorable mention because it's not quite in my like top three things that I, uh, I, I watched, even though it is probably one of the most unique things I watched. Of course, anything mm-hmm. by Masaaki Yuasa is going to be great, probably. Mm-hmm. It's going to be weird, <laughs> at least. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... It's a very, I don't know, I was very interested in the things that it had to say about um, or in relation to its its source material and how, how that lineage kind of came about. Uh, I, I was also surprised at how invested I was, I was like, I was like, it was almost like forceful. I was almost forcefully invested in, in these characters. I thought I didn't care and then they died and I was like, oh my God. I know, me too. <laughs> So, it, like, Devilman Crybaby is only 10 episodes. It's a real tour de force. Like, yes. it is... Yeah, it's a lot. And yeah. I I can't not put it on the list of, of things that came out this year. It's just so... It's just so, like, notable. Like, I have to acknowledge it. You know, it's... For sure. And, and you know, I liked it. It's just really stressful to watch. <laughs> yeah. I... I it, it will be a little bit of time until I can rewatch this, if ever. <laughs> Just yeah, because I, feel I like, need some downtime. Exactly. I feel like it's not something that you watch when you want to wind down for the night. It's something that you want to watch when you need to be like actively entertained by the thing that you're watching. Or actively this is like This is something that you drag <laughs> your friends into, you sit them down, and you make them watch it. Right? It's It's like... It's Devilman Crybaby is not entertainment. <laughs> it is. It's like anti-entertainment. You feel like not fun watching it. Yeah, I mean, you'll be captured. Let's say yeah. that rather than entertained, you will be captured. It is. It is an engaging piece of media, but I don't know yes. if I would go as far as to say it is a piece of entertainment. <laughs> I was not entertained. I was yeah. captivated, horrified. I was, more, more like horrified. I think is. It is but like hor- in the in the best way possible. Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, like horrifying in the best way possible. Like it's it's very moving and affecting, and you know it. It's like how you wouldn't want to watch the Hurt Locker over and over again, but yeah. you know it, it's probably good that you watch it at least once, maybe. Yeah, it's like it's a meaningful piece of media, and that's why we spent like a, a whole episode talking about it. But right, uh, it, it's like something where. You know, there are people out there who will watch, you know, tragedies or whatever, not necessarily because they like to feel sad, but because they know that the story that is contained in, you know, that piece of media is something that's meaningful and that yeah, should be yeah. watched. I yeah. mean, I took an entire class this quarter about revenge tragedies, and that was one of the big topics is that why do we watch these things or why do we read these mm-hmm. things? You know, mm-hmm. I think there is a, a real place in in media to be moving in ways that aren't just positive. So exactly. Yeah. And I yep. mean, that's the point of Devilman, the, the original Devilman. It's it's an anti-war piece. It's supposed to be horrifying. So, yeah, it does a good job. It does a good job. And very good job. If you want, we spent an entire episode talking about it. <laughs> yes. So I guess watch that 
or listen to that. Yeah. My yeah. next honorable mention is another anime that's not quite done yet, but it is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which I'm not going to lie, everything... This is another one of those shows where everything about it looks super trashy and generic, and then it blindsides <laughs> you with how sensitively it handles certain topics. Like, no joke, I was blown away when there was a real moment when a character has a legitimate anxiety attack and they just go with it, right? Mm -hmm. They're just like, this is just a thing, right? And it, it can happen. Yeah. And the thing that I like about Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai is that it's it's kind of like this strange, almost magical realism in a way. Like, yeah. There is a, it's a very peculiar and specific kind of aesthetic, but it is mainly about, I mean, it's mainly an allegory for uh, youth and, and the ways in which adolescence can hurt us. And yeah. those things are, are made manifest, but it does a good job in, in creating a world that is, it's our world, but it, it still has some of the magic that we wish it did even if it's right. not necessarily a positive thing, right? The the things that happen as a result of of adolescent syndrome in in Rascal are manifestations of things that already happen. Just they're taken to the extreme so that we can we can see them, right? It's a it's a it's a metaphor. Um <laughs> No, but I'm I'm surprised because it's it's a very specific flavor of like light novel high school anime uh which was largely popularized i think by harui suzumiya but has more or less not been a thing that uh like i think it's really hard to write these things because it's it's so like they're so few and far between the actual good ones but it it, it feels a lot like ore gairu which is um or uh my love comedy snafu or whatever i i don't remember the actual title of it it's like snafu the anime um, mm -hmm. is the English title, but it's that's one of my favorite anime of all time because it, it deconstructs the idea of the um, like angsty loner boy in <laughs> a really great way. That's but, great. Yeah, Rascal. I it it just it deals with adolescence and and the ways in which social dynamics affect us in a very explicitly pointed way and. Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's great. It's a very smart show. It's it's very well yeah. written and the characters are also really charming and I'm I'm Yeah, I like I, there's not much more I can say about it without just really really getting into it. But well, um, we'll save that for the fall anime wrap up. <laughs> right. It's a it's a very very good show and I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting it to be. And surprisingly emotional, even though the arcs are, are quite short. They're usually only like three or four episodes long. And there's uh, a couple of them. So they work well. It's like, it feels like if Kokoro Connect was like actually good. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever said that, but I love Kokoro Connect. But also I think it's kind of a hot mess. This is like if Kokoro Connect made sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wild. 
it's, well, it's, good. it's just missing Yuki Sawashiro. That's 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 what would make this better. <laughs> One day she'll come back, dude. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what? Rascal actually reminds me a lot of Toradora. It reminds me a lot of Toradora in mm. in uh, the way that it handles uh, the emotions of high school children. That is to that's say, uh, it does it well by showing how much of a hot mess they can be. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 it. That's those are my those are my okay. picks. Uh, Right, yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be like quickly approaching the new year. Next episode is going to be Yay. our anniversary episode about uh, <gasps> Ava, which is wild. Ava. We've been doing the podcast for a year now. Dude, it's been a wild ride. It has been <laughs> so wild. And uh, we, we thank everyone for listening and yes, continuing so to much. listen. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes, uh, you you guys make this podcast so much more fun, and it's true because you know what a drag soupy can be. So whoa, <laughs> you're not wrong, but whoa, <laughs> no. hey now, I'm kidding. Wow, wow, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to spend a whole year talking about stuff with you if you weren't a, an enjoyable human soup puddle. <laughs> wow, I'm a slime. Is what you're saying? I'm a slime. Yeah, you're a soup slime. I'm a soup slime. Like, like a slime made of soup. soup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. All right. Uh, I mean, do we have anything that we want to say to, like, ring in the new year other than, like, good fucking riddance? <laughs> 2018. This year's uh, been I, so long. We... <laughs> it's exhausting. I feel like people in 2017 were also like, good frick. So 2017 was a holy heckle of yeah, a nightmare. Yeah, 20, 2017 was bad. <laughs> and then 2018 somehow was worse. Yeah. Uh. Well, you know, at least we had this podcast for the whole year, which was a that's, really that's nice true. uplifter. That's uh, true. Yeah, I hope that everyone will uh, continue to support us in the new year. We'll be talking about more stuff. We'll yeah. be upgrading the podcast, well, podcast slowly but surely, and um, eventually yeah, we'll I be invincible. Be I don't. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I will be unkillable. Yeah, yeah, you congealed soup boy. <laughs> yep. So my my notes here are read Gourmet Hound because it's still really good. <laughs> And there are characters getting dokies, and they're they're doing that that thing in shoujo that happens that I love. I fucking love mm-hmm. it so much. Where they're just like, "Hmm, what's this emotion that I'm feeling? Is this heartburn?" I'm like, "It's something." <laughs> I'm like, "It's something." <laughs> Is, am I? Do I have acid reflux? Yeah, um, no, but it's something. It's something. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, it's Grand Blue season, and everything oh. is Grand Blue now. There's there's skins to buy, and there's free rolls, and free crystals, and items coming yeah. out, and there are God knows there's an event going on right now that only gets put up twice a year, and so I have to grind the shit out of that before this week is done. But you know what? <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. I I I was actually quite occupied the last week or so, but I'll talk about that in the actual next episode instead of, you know, clogging this one with it. 
Uh, because, yeah, this is Gaiden. Yeah, this is a Gaiden. I don't want. It, I want it to be a little bit shorter, and I'm I'm glad because we made less work for ourselves. So if we make more work for ourselves after having made less work for ourselves, then we're just doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's 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 I think the end of of this episode. Akechi Goro, eat your Yay. fucking heart out. Ring in the new year. Ring in the new year by killing a Kechi Goro no, again and again. But... <laughs> it's like pouring one out, except instead of pouring out your alcohol, you light it on fire. No. <laughs> Take that, Akechi. We only stand one Goro in this house, and it's Goro Majima. Oh, I'm okay with that. I <laughs> I thought you would be. I I'll get behind that. <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> Nanyeto. Ha 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 ha!